At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. and running on a Tuesday evening alongside Super Bowl champion Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Got a busy, busy day. College basketball, a whole lot going on in the NFL. and It doesn't involve the team that is going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Look at you rocking your Raiders. That's right, man. I'm in all black. Josh McDaniels give you that swag? No, man. It's in honor of my good friend, Thomas Casale. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Casale, first uh, first appearance on the nightcap. And we always like to tip our cap to uh, to our great guests that come on this show and give out winners. We talked about a whole lot of games, but his favorite play was Sienna as a home favorite. And they were able to come home. Never in doubt. So well done, uh, Mr. Casale, as yeah. Sienna uh, brings it on home. and Robbed a bank in broad daylight. They beat the uh, Canisius Golden Griffins. And, uh, you know, the good thing for me is uh, I bet on another team from the fine state of New York, and uh, they can't find water if they fell off a boat. Well, he gave St. John's. Well, but, he liked St. John's. Slight, slight trepidation. And I ultimately sat that game out because he said Providence, UNC Wilmington, and Miami. Some kind of way keep coming up as underdogs, and they keep winning outright. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I mean, they must have some magic voodoo because uh, right now uh, the St. John's Red Storm that I bet on, uh, we talked about it last night. Uh, One they are you, so they are shooting wild. They are shooting 35% from the field and 21% from three. Yeah. And uh, Providence, 50% from the field and 41% from three. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. But the bigger games going on uh, in the college basketball landscape Auburn at home tonight against Alabama, their rival. We actually saw marketplace. Uh, we saw backing for uh, the crimson tide. This thing closed six or six and a half opened around seven and a half. And the number one team in all the land, the Auburn tigers right now leading 49 to 37. That one, just a couple seconds left in uh, the first half. See, this was an honest mistake. Somebody just hit the wrong a they were in a rush, <clears throat> and they meant to hit Auburn, they hit Alabama. <laughs> they went in alphabetical order. They hit AL first before yeah. they hit AU. Yeah, that, that's what happened. That, that's why you saw <laughs> they a lot thought, of shifting. They, they thought it was football. They're like, wait, 
Alabama's catching a touchdown gotta here? Get on this. No, we got to – Nick Saban as an underdog can't possibly lose. Well. Uh, but Alabama – or sorry, Auburn looking the part. Uh, the most confusing team in all of college basketball, that is the Alabama Crimson Tide. They're either – when they make the NCAA tournament, because when you have three wins over top five Ken Palm teams, you're making the NCAA tournament. Uh, they're either going to make a run to the Sweet 16 or lose by 20 to – uh, David, hey, I got to look a little deeper into this Ken Palm <laughs> thing. I don't know how he's ranking these teams. Oh, no, he has. They have beaten uh, Gonzaga, who's number one, Houston, who's number five, and they just beat Baylor, who I don't know if they're still three. They were three at the time. I want quality win in there. You're impossible. You're sometimes impossible. Um, the Bonnies, yeah, Davidson got I it. Told done. you guys stop betting against Mike Jones and Davidson. Okay, I'm just saying they won outright as road dogs. They did. It was a good win. Uh, and any Bonnies futures are done for yeah. me and my uh, producer Aaron Oster. They are uh, put those in the trash can. So uh, a good win for Davidson, and uh, we got the return of Chris Beard. Uh, I think it was a Jeff Goodman from uh, Stadium tweeted out that it is. Maybe the loudest environment he has ever been at with the return of Chris Beard to his former uh, stomping grounds there at Texas Tech and the Red Raiders taking it to their former coach. They lead 43-29 to 29 at the half. And once Puck. again, similar situation. We'll get to Puck Stradamus here in just a second. Similar mm-hmm. situation backing in the marketplace for Texas. Went from six down to four and a half. And the Red Raiders taking care of business. I think there was a technical called. Oh, don't worry. We'll miss those free throws. That's okay. We got it. Don't worry, St. John says. We will miss free throws when a technical is called. Ah, oh, for the love of God. All right, what do you have? Well, Puck Shadamas. Cheer, cheer me up yeah, here. Puck Shadamas is Good. doing Puck Shadamas things today. I saw a great opportunity to go against the Senators who played last night. Emotional game. Find, found a way to pull the upset. Traveling to New York tonight, I took the Islanders on the puck line. It was 4-1. Islanders last time I checked. Uh, Also, I like the Rangers. I thought this was a great spot for them at home against a Panthers team that's not as dominant or effective on the road as they are down in South Florida. Rangers were plus 144. They won, I think, 5-2. to And the Penguins uh, were minus 160. I picked them the winner in overtime. They lost. They lost. Okay, so Puxedamas went 2-1 tonight. Not terrible. Yeah, after all the complaining yesterday, I'm surprised yeah. you even made a bet. You didn't have like a hunger strike, you know, of, of all the uh, all the games that you were complaining about. I got my point across. Still ridiculous. <laughs> Avalanche are minus 550. Like the, the Vegas is minus 425. So me, it's ridiculous. Let me ask you this. Don't hit that shot. Or Oh, they called a foul. Oh, that's – yeah. That is awesome. So – my guy for St. John's just fouled a guy with eight with eight tenths of a second left, shooting a thirty-seven foot three. I mean, this is un. Oh my god! I mean, he put down three teams yesterday. We're talking about Thomas Casali, mm-hmm. that are always underdogs, and yet they went outright. Now it's Providence. UNC Wilmington Providence and was Miami. A, Providence was a favorite on Sunday and won but didn't cover. Well, I'm just saying the conversation we had yesterday. He also said that he would have played it at two and a half, which is where it Well, closed. you got the whole second half. I mean, don't hyperventilate in the first half. No, this thing's done. 
St. John's is the home team. They'll come back out. They'll play a little better. You know? At the end of the day, you can't beat the Friars, man. You're doing going against the Friars. I don't know. Apparently, uh, you know. Why, why, why I mean, I, I love fouling people 30 feet from the basket on a desperation shot. I mean, I think that's just smart basketball. I, I think, that, think that's just a smart play to do. Anyone All right. affected one way or the other how your full game bet did in the first half? Well, I, I did this. Check back the, in the midway frust- through the second the half. The frustration is when you make these bets, and we talk about them on the show, and you come out and you play like absolute garbage at home. You shoot 35% from the field. You foul a dude shooting a 30-footer to close the half. You deserve to lose. You deserve to lose. It's just dumb, dumb basketball. All right. Um, so a guy retired today. He did. Yeah. I was sad. Nice catch. I know. I still got it. Um, there were a lot of uh, – did you like my tweet? I thought that was pretty clever. Which one? You Tom, tweeted a lot today. Tom Brady, same amount of Super Bowl rings in Tampa as my co-host Sean King, <laughs> decided to retire today. I didn't look. I didn't get a press conference. Um, so, what did you? Is this surprising? We talked about it a lot on Friday when those initial reports came out, and they were ultimately true. Well, I still, I have a bone. I, I had that's a pet peeve of mine. Like, I get it. There are certain people that have certain responsibilities for certain platforms. But tact is important to me. Sometimes the right thing to do is the right thing to do. And when someone has had as an illustrious career as Tom Brady, it wasn't going to cost Adam his job if he waited until Tuesday and let Tom announce it himself. It wasn't going to cost uh, – I forget the uh, – Who's the other person that came out with it? Well, Jason Lockett-Fora was, well, the, Jason, first one, was gonna, the first one to break it. going to cost Jason his job if he let, just waited until Tuesday and let Tom announce it. Like, I just – But what so – I get it. I, I get it. And it's it, probably more so and I'd push the back fault of somebody inside Tom's circle right. that leaked the information. But more than likely what they said is, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to retire. So then, I mean, I'm in the media. I would text Tom. I can't tell you how many times I have information. I just, I don't rush to get out there because the person has asked me not to. Well, I would have texted Tom. Did Tom Brady ask you not? I mean, I, I didn't ask I, him because it wasn't a big deal to me. It, it, it wasn't like as a, as, as a member of the media, it did not matter to me who announced first that Tom Brady was going to retire. What really mattered to me was that Tom had enough time, however long that was or however short that was, to come to a decision on his own because of the finality attached to it and the success level that he just, you know, had finished completing. I mean, again, like, we knew Roethlisberger was gone. I mean, he looked like he couldn't play anymore. I mean, last year you knew Drew Brees was gone. It looked like he couldn't play anymore. But Brady, still balling, brought the Bucks back from 27-3 to tie the game at 27, led the league in passing, Threw 45 touchdowns. Like, so I just felt like he deserved an opportunity, however long it took, to do this his way. Not to have to be reactive by all these national stories and looking at his phone and his phone is blowing up. You know, just, it's my opinion. I'm not saying anybody's wrong or. No, you're, yeah, you're absolutely entitled to your opinion. Yeah. But to what you said initially, 
the fault comes from clearly someone within Tom Brady's camp who leaked this information. This information got out, and that, I mean. I get a lot of information I don't put out. Okay. I mean, you're not Adam Schefter, though, and you're not Jeff Darlington. You're not uh, Jason Lockett Four. Look, Jeff Darlington, when he was the first one to come out and break the news way before, you know, anybody else knew that he was going he was leaving New England. He was likely going to go to Tampa. He was crushed, and he was right. Ultimately, was right. So we'll get into the Might ramifications, though, of Tom Brady retiring. Once again, retiring. Same amount of rings as this guy right here in Tampa Bay. Just a pair of goats. It's a nightcap here on Visa. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome back in this segment of the nightcap is being brought to you by Zinn nicotine pouches a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes dip date tip or vape easy for me to say no more smelling like an ashtray no more spit cups and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with Zinn nicotine pouches are smoke free spit free and available in 10 varieties like spearmint wintergreen citrus and many more for your convenience each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zins. Head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside Sean King, Super Bowl champ, I am Tim Murray. Tom Brady makes it official today. He retires, calls it a career after 22 years, seven championships. I mean, he walks out of the game, mm -hmm. and there's not even a debate. He is the greatest to ever lace them up, and I don't know what else he could have proved. And something we talked about a little bit on Friday mm -hmm. was – the difference between Peyton Manning and Ben Roethlisberger 
two guys, surefire Hall of Famers, in the discussion as a top 10, top 5, depending on how you personally rank them. Right. But what Peyton Manning, or what Tom Brady did was, he won a Super Bowl a second to last year. Mm-hmm. Won MVP of that Super Bowl. I think he came back this year. I think he wanted to win another Super Bowl, clearly. I think he also wanted to win MVP. And he was the betting favorite late in the season, trailed off a little bit. And there's just nothing else to prove, right? If, if you're Tom Brady, you prove that at 44 years old, you could play this well. You prove that you could win without Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. You prove that you could be a top-tier quarterback at 44 years old. And as the year went on, Couple injuries happen. Chris Godwin gets hurt. Brown defects. Uh, they start to get a little bit nicked up, and things got tougher. I, I just it makes a lot of sense. Wouldn't have faulted the guy for coming back. He was still playing at an incredibly high level. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he walks out defying pretty much all logic on all fronts when it comes to quarterbacking in the NFL. Yeah, I just. Would you? I mean, like so to many times, so would, many times during his career, he's done things that continue to separate him from the rest of the pack and elevate him higher and higher. And this was kind of like the final, like, level, like that kind of proves that there are levels to this, and he's on a level all to his own. Like he's the only one of any of the recognizable names during his era in the NFL who retired after performing at this kind of productive level. Yep. What was it, 4,500 yards, uh, 43, right somewhere around there, uh, 4,000-something yards passing, 45 touchdowns, and walked away. That's GOAT stuff, man. That's GOAT. 5,300 yards. I, was, I, I shorted him 1,000. 5,300 yards. 43 touchdowns. And 43 and touchdowns. And walked away. <laughs> I mean, just. I mean, he set a career high. Now, granted, they played 17 games this year, but I think he might have set a career high prior to the finale of the regular season. He threw 43 touchdowns, led the league. 5,300 yards, led the league. Most yards per game in his career. This season. That's impressive, man. You know, it's interesting. It's impressive. Though, if, and I, if he had done the farewell tour, like Derek Jeter, mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade, other players have done, he would have won MVP. I think they would have given him MVP. Not to say that he wasn't deserving of it, but I think... I think there would have been a lot of voters out there who would have. It was close with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they both went 13 and four. Rodgers ultimately got the number one seed over Tom Brady. He had less interceptions, didn't have as many yards, didn't have as many touchdowns, I believe. Right. And I think he would have got MVP. Makes sense. But that's not the way uh, that he wanted to do it. And I think he wanted to see his uh, his way out. But when it comes to betting the Buccaneers moving forward. What do you think they do at the quarterback position? It seems like Byron Leftwich is trending towards returning uh, with the Jacksonville situation. Maybe New Orleans is a possibility for uh, for Byron Leftwich. He certainly deserves 
the opportunity to be a head coach in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Does Bruce Arians hang it up too? Does he come back for another year? I think we're going to find a lot out. I think uh, I don't see the Bucks sitting still and moving on to Kyle Trask. I don't see that happening. Last pick of the second round, I would think that he is not the answer. I would think they kick their tires. Do they try to trade? On Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Jimmy Garoppolo. Russ Wilson. No. And Deshaun Watson. And if they can't acquire either of those three, then I think they start the rebuild process. Because they've got to make some decisions on some guys that were on one-year deals. Chris Godwin, Indomitian Sue, Leonard Fournette. Like, they've got some of those kind of guys that if you're going to compete for a Super Bowl next year and you think you can make that run, then you bring those guys back. If you don't feel like, okay, minus Brady and, and, you know, whoever is next at quarterback, then we can get there, then you don't bring those guys back. You utilize that cap space to get younger and get more experience in some of those other areas. So I just looked over my shoulder right here on this big board, and the odds for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have dropped to 15-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. And Probably Rodgers. At DraftKings, it's 14-1. to 1. People thinking they're going to get Rodgers. So my question would be this. The Packers have him under control. Now, there is a to an extent. there's a thought of a gentleman's agreement, yeah. right? Isn't that what we were told? So I guess if he says, I want to go to Tampa. Now, they both won the division last year. So they would play. They're going to play each other in 2022. Yeah, you think the Packers I mean, want that? You think the Packers, they, when they, when, now Brett Favre did his whole, you know, shenanigans for three years before ultimately being traded to the Jets. Do you think the Packers want to face a former legend year one of his well, absence? I, I don't think you can be short-sighted when you're looking at scheduling. I think you're not going to trade him inside of the NC, NFC North. Sure. But other than that, I mean. Yeah, you don't want him You're really to looking for the, the best package. Well, and that's the question, too. Does Does Tampa Bay have the best Tampa's package? Tampa's got their draft picks, but you've got to presume that. Those are late. Yeah, if, if Rodgers is replacing Brady, that those picks are going to be 25 and higher? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the 27th pick this year. All right, so. And if he goes if he goes to Tampa, you're probably looking at a similar pick next year. Uh, I don't do they, know where do Rodgers. Have, do they have young pieces? It's not like Kyle no. Trask is someone. No, we that, don't have any young pieces. Right. We so. have quality pieces, but, I mean, on the defensive side, we have some really good young players, but offensively, we have Tristan Wirfs on the O-line, and, and that's about it because, you know, O.J. Howard still hadn't really developed into, you know, what we're going to thought he was going to be. And then you're looking at Gronk, Mike Evans. Gronk's going to retire. Right, but I'm just talking from an age standpoint. Sure. Yeah, Fournette. Even Ronald Jones has been around, the, you know, for quite a while. So some big decisions happening. I think the first thing the organization is going to find out is, okay, what do they have to do at coordinator? Um Considering that uh, Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles look like me, they're probably safe and not going to get a job. But <laughs> they like NFL says, you know, Brian Flores lawsuits without merit. <laughs> we will, uh, we will certainly get to that. That was uh, quite the uh, the bombshell to come out today. From, NFL needed this uh, from uh, from the NFL, and I I want to get your I don't. 
you know, we're up against a break and we got Greg Almond coming up, but I want to get your full oh, yeah. perspective on on this situation. Uh, the the tweet or the text from Bill Belichick to Brian Flores. Yeah. Uh, the, all of all of the stuff that came out. Regardless. If they truly want diversity, this is the best thing that ever happened to the NFL. Yeah? Yeah. Because rich people only understand litigation. They don't give in to peer pressure and media heads right. saying this, that, and the third. Like, it, it, the attorney got to come to them and say, hey, we got an issue <laughs> for it to really change. Well, we will get to that. Hey, uh, but we got Mike Tomlin out there fighting a good fight. <laughs> uh, unless Robert Salah is like... A quarter or a half. You know, Tomlin out there by himself right now. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. <laughs> we will get to uh, I'll get to a lot of that. But what is next for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Greg Allman will join us to uh, give us his thoughts. Buccaneers reporter from the Athletic. Stick around. It's the nightcap here on Visa. Getting ready to watch the big game. We want to make sure VEASAN is part of your plans. On Championship Weekend, we'll have 56 hours of free video coverage on VEASAN.com leading up our sixth annual live big game betcast is the biggest game of the year so make plans now to join the vsin betting experts before during and after the action on vsin.com alongside aaron ost alongside aaron oster is our producer it's not alongside it's alongside the ride we got we got our whole production crew back that's there. not right especially because marin lost they didn't win out right they covered them he didn't get that kind of credit no that's what he wants they had to win the game what it, what's the saying good teams win Great teams cover. Great teams cover. Maryland, nice cover tonight. Uh, by the way, Alabama cutting it closer. You were saying this before the break, only down yeah, four. They won't go away. You know who won't go away? Providence. <sighs> it's not be a fun night. All right, let's let's uh, let's get to our next guest. Let's bring in Greg Allman. He's been on the show before. He covered this gentleman sitting right next to me in Sean King. What a blessing. And, uh, you know, Greg, like I said on Twitter today, Tom Brady and Sean King both left their mark in Tampa. Both won one Super Bowl. So, I mean, I, I look at them in the same uh, same regard. Um, but, uh, you know, thinking about this year, surprised that this past week kind of unfolded the way that it did and ultimately landing to the announcement today? Um, you know, I guess when they re-signed him and extended the deal a year ago, uh, it was intriguing because it seemed like two years was the original plan. And I, I think when they did it a year ago, it was really more about creating cap space than it was committing to another year. So um, at the end of the year, you, you, you definitely had that feeling like that might be it. That might be the last game. Hard as it is for a career like that to go out with a, a home playoff loss and a tough one at that. Uh, I think you definitely knew it was, was definitely very possible. Maybe not likely, but, but certainly possible. You know, I have an interesting question for you, Greg, because you're a lot closer to this on a day-to-day basis than either myself or Tim. But last year seemed like kind of a kumbaya year, you know, because of COVID, you're kind of forced to only be with, you know, your 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 your, your same group. You know, not a lot of controversy. 
from an injury standpoint, they stayed healthy, you know, kind of overcame a lot of odds going on the road to win the Super Bowl. But this year, it always was something. Someone else was getting injured. Antonio Brown walking off the field, you know, not being vaccinated. You know, how much of the added stress this year you think is weighing on Brady right now and kind of played into this decision? Yeah, I, I definitely had the sense that even though it's like for Tom Brady, I mean, to not make your conference championship game, that's a disappointment. It's a great year by Buck standards, but for Brady, for him to not even make it to the, the round of four, if you will, is a disappointment. And, and I guess what I was struck with is recognizing that because of the salary cap constraints and having so many prominent free agents, um, I felt like there was the possibility it could get worse. You know, here, at least he went out with a division title, two home games, really good comeback in the last game that just fell short and through no fault of his own, really. Um, so I, I was just struck by the idea that it, it could get worse. And you might, you know, you don't want to go out with a nine and eight team that misses the playoffs or something like that. And that, that definitely kind of stuck in my mind at the end of the season. Talking to Greg Allman, who covers the Buccaneers for the Athletic uh, and Tom Brady, of course, announcing his retirement, making it official, had been reported uh, over the weekend, but officially announced today uh, from Brady himself. Um, the big question now, and we don't know the answers here on February 1st, but it's always fun to speculate, what's next at the quarterback position? Second round pick, last pick of the second round was Kyle Trask out of Florida last year. Uh, certainly, there are going to be quarterbacks on the move uh, this year, whether it be Jimmy Garoppolo, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, um, you know, this is more of a guessing game, I would imagine, right now, Greg. But but what's your feel on what the ultimate plan is? Is it is it going to be a rebuild, or are they going to try to get a veteran in there uh, and and maybe take a big swing this offseason? You know, I think they certainly try. It's like you know, I think to think about what they did two years ago, you know, you're not going to get Tom Brady here, and I think along the same lines it's probably foolish to talk too much about Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Um, but I do think that second tier is definitely in place for them in terms of guys who are proven uh, above average veteran quarterbacks that aren't crazy expensive, that won't cost an arm and a leg to, to acquire from a team, but are still appreciably better than what they know they have in Gabbert or Trask. You know, it's always is fascinating to me. You know, if Gabbert and Trask can't play, then why are they on the, the roster? <laughs> and that's not a question um, for you to I answer, Greg. Yeah, I mean, Greg, that's not a question for you to right. answer because I know you're there, and I want to get to other things. But I've just when I look around the National Football League, you know, especially this year when COVID kind of started to, you know, play its part and some guys had to sit out, and, you know, all of a sudden now the guy that's getting paid every week is the backup or the third stringer has to play, and they're awful. It's just so fascinating to me. Why are they there? Yeah, it's, it's, there's definitely teams where, because of the cap crunch, you make the conscious decision to not invest heavily in the backup quarterback. You know, the Ravens were such a good team, and Lamar Jackson goes down, and you think, wow, how can Tyler Huntley, nothing against Tyler Huntley, but for a guy that, you know, the team has barely invested anything in, that that's your answer if your quarterback goes down. And I think it's just a, a gamble that some teams take, knowing that if your starting quarterback goes down, that takes away a lot of things for most teams. Blaine Gabbard is a guy who's been in this offense a ton. Uh, I think it's four seasons that he's been in, in Bruce Arians' offense. So he knows it well. 
definitely was in a good position the first year in, in 2020 to be another guy who can help teach Tom Brady the, the nuances of this offense. Tom Brady doesn't need to learn how to be a quarterback. He just needs to learn this offense. Right. And I felt like Gabbert had that and then kind of came back for the same reasons. Trask might be a very good quarterback. He's just completely unproven. And it seems almost unfair to have him go his rookie year, not play a single snap. And then, hey, why don't you take over for a seven-time Super Bowl champion? That's just that's not fair to him. And he could end up being the guy at some point next year. I, I do think they'll bring in some kind of veteran uh, with the hopes of upgrading just from an experience and a, and a proven standpoint. Well, let's move from inside the lines to on the sideline. Uh, Bruce Arians announced that he is returning as the head coach. Uh, assumptions galore throughout the – especially the, the last half of the season that both Todd Bowles and Byron Leftwich would get an opportunity to go on and be head coaches. Uh, first, what happened – with Byron Leftwich in Jacksonville, and lastly, do you expect one or both or none to be on the Bucks sideline next year? Yeah, it's a little surprising. I mean, when they were whatever eight nine jobs, you think I was no way they they keep both of them, but here we got whatever four, almost five of them. I don't know where where things stand with Harbaugh, but you know, at least half of them pretty much gone, and they're both still Bucks, and, and that would be for Bruce uh, a huge advantage to get them both back again. I do think Byron Leftwich rather smartly recognizes that he doesn't have to take a job just because he can get a head coaching job. Um, I think he's in a good situation with Bruce here. We, you have a good relationship with the head coach doesn't know who his quarterback is here. And that's certainly uncertain, but you know, there's a decent chance that Byron or, or Todd are going to be able to replace Bruce Arians, whether it's a year from now or whenever. And I think that makes it easier to, not take a job if you're not happy with all the circumstances of it. You don't have to uh, put yourself in a potentially bad situation. Because, I mean, think about Todd Bowles. Um, has been a head coach, but wasn't necessarily the the easiest four years with the Jets in terms of dealing with some bad teams and some young quarterbacks. Um, I think the things to like about Jacksonville, but if it's not everything that Byron wants, I can understand why he and other coaches are, are kind of being patient and not feeling rushed to just accept the job. Right. Talk once again to Greg Allman, who covers the Buccaneers down uh, for the Athletic. And Greg, you mentioned Bruce Arians. Sean, you mentioned him too. He's he's said he's coming back. He's sixty nine. Kind of seems like the guy who would enjoy retirement. You know, with Tom Brady's retirement, why keep grinding? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those where uh, we had wondered, you know, if those two were a package deal. If whenever one of them left, the other the other would. And for Bruce, it's interesting. I mean, we asked Bruce literally minutes after the season ended, and he was confident at that point. He was unwavering and saying, yeah, he's back. So, no, it'll be – I wonder if that speaks to their confidence to be able to get another playoff-caliber quarterback, not a Brady, but somebody they can surround with. I mean, this, this is essentially the same team minus maybe Gronk that Tom Brady was was convinced he could win with. So I think – you could have that with another team, whether it's a free agent or, or a trade that you work out. I, I think that's probably where some of his confidence comes back. I, I don't know that he wants to have his last year as a head coach at age 70 be with a completely unproven quarterback like, like Kyle Trask. Well, great. we got about 40 seconds left. So in your opinion, who is the starting quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers opening week of 2022? Oh, man, that's tough. I, I, would, I would tell you, I, right now I don't think – it's either of the guys on the roster. Um, I kind of want to back off from expectations and not aim high and not 
talking about Derek Carr or Garoppolo. Um, it, it might be somebody more low-key. It might even be like a Teddy Bridgewater or something like that. It doesn't cost them an arm and a leg, but but makes them better and fits their system well. He's Greg Allman, covers the Buccaneers for The Athletic. It's the nightcap here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. You know that the that VSIN is the best place to get all of your betting insights for the big game. And right now you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. The digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit vcin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Alongside John King, I am Tim Murray. A lot, of, a lot of notable folks in town here in Las Vegas. we got the Shrine Bowl coming up on Thursday. And we've got the Pro Bowl uh, over the weekend. So a lot of who's who's walking around town. Oh, uh, yes, there is. And also uh, the Senior Bowl is going on, which I am very locked into. Yeah. Uh, I've told you that Kenny Pickett, I think, is extremely overrated. You did say that. Uh, this was uh, tweeted out today. Sam Howell, Malik Willis, and Bailey Zappi, your guy. My guy. We're far and away the better quarterbacks today than the group of Carson Strong, Kenny Pickett, and Desmond Ritter. All right. Need that. I need that Malik Willis because I'm about to lose these college hoops bets. I need Malik Willis to get drafted in the first round here. He's going to be a fascinating case because he looks the part. He's muscular. Looks like he lives in the weight room. He's going to run fast. From a timing standpoint, he's going to have a big arm on air. But when they put the last year film at Liberty, it's not impressive. Not great. But if you put the second to last year at Liberty film on, I mean, there's enough elite moments where I can see somebody falling in love with him. But Sam Howell, his junior tape is going to be better than his senior tape. Yeah. You know? I like Sam Howell. I just I worry about... There we go, another miss. That's, I just got to watch a little closer. I don't know exactly great. what happened this year, but he was – I mean, I watched the Notre Dame game, and you can tell, I mean, he's he's battling. Yeah. He just, he's not lining up with with, with the yeah. gun full of bullets. You yeah, know, he's he playing against teams didn't that – didn't have four pros to throw to yeah. like he did last year. Matt Carell is still battling an ankle injury. He didn't make it. Is that 
what I presume. I thought I he pres- was there. Uh, I think he's on because he he only had a high ankle sprain, so I think he's on the roster. It, it will be really interesting because there are teams that certainly need need quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, get excited for uh, the new name tomorrow. Yippee uh, for the Washington football team. They'll need a new quarterback, you would think. Uh, they're sitting there at number 11. So there are, are other teams out there that uh, that need quarterbacks. I, I This feels like a year where, Sean, you could see or you could have seen one quarterback go, but you know how it is. These guys get overdrafted. The teams love the fact that you can control these players for five years as opposed to four years. Maybe get that developmental first year, and <laughs> they got it back. They stole the ball. Hey, they we turned got into it back. a layup. Woo. You don't have any faith, man. No, I don't. The minute something goes wrong, like I mean, well, you're, you're so, falling out of the chair, like you, well, you stop mid sentence, like you're giving somebody advice I'm on looking, which I'm, crypto to buy. No, so it's like, no. Oh my God, St. John's well, missed. The the advice I gave on this show was to bet St. John, so I'm, well, uh, that is my stock. It's ten my minutes left, right there. It's ten minutes left. I just when you've got so and it's like uh, a four point game and Providen- you're hyperventilating. No, Providence is up by four, as you said, fifty nine fifty five. Yeah, I, mean, I took we took uh, St. John's minus two and a half. Oh, a time. Oh, oh, they call it technical on the on the hanging on the rim. Yeah, for you for excessive noise in the studio. That's what they call it technical. No, but well, the reason I got upset was. You're they got an nice. offensive rebound. The dude was underneath the basket, and he shuffled it out, and the play got intercepted. All right, um, and I and I know you're still ways away from doing your evaluations and all that. And we, you know, we got to. Well, just got to get through the, the end of the NFL season first. Yeah, that's and true. then we'll get on to that. We still got. Yeah, know, as soon as as soon as we get through Super Bowl. So yeah. that'll be a labor of love. Yeah, we will uh, because the quarterbacks. I, I do love the fact that and. We don't have any underclassmen quarterbacks who are going to be top prospects, right? Next year we will, C.J. Stroud. The following year we will with Caleb Williams. News on that. So there's. So a- you always talk about the draft. Let me go ahead and say this. One of these guys is going to be the first pick in the draft. One of these quarterbacks? Yeah. Someone will fall in love Cigar with bet? one of them. There's too many teams up top that need a quarterback. So they'd have to trade. Well, Detroit has it, right? They need a quarterback. That's true. Because Jacksonville messed up the number one pick, didn't they, by winning? Well, not Detroit. No, Jackson- Jacksonville Jacksonville has it. it, okay. So they drafted Trevor Lawrence. So if you're Jacksonville, new head coach, not new GM. Top three. Top three, I could see. Top three. Only because Jacksonville, Detroit, Detroit. Only because Jacksonville has the number one pick instead of someone else. Right. And they just selected Trevor Lawrence last year. Any of those other teams that are picking at the top, they don't need quarterbacks. Whether you're talking about Detroit, you're talking about Houston, you're talking about the Giants. I mean, all those teams are in the, the quarterback business. Jets should be, but they won't. They don't want to admit they were wrong yet, but I tried to tell them before the season. <laughs> They told me I was a hater. <laughs> they sure did. Yeah, a bunch of them, by the way. I'm going to take their under-season win total next year, too. Are you? Yeah. Make sure I go back on J-Mac's show. Um, 
Yeah, so we got the Senior Bowl going on. We got those practices, which is always a, a fun time. We got the, the Shrine Bowl happening here. So what about the little cool setup for the uh, Hockey Skills Challenge? Have you seen what they're doing? We're going to have to turn the game off in a second. Where are they? On the, they're on the strip. Maintain a, a conversation. We're going to have to turn the game off. It's nine minutes left. So they're going to be at the Bellagio Fountains. <laughs> they're putting a, I don't know if it's a full rink, but it's ice and nets, and they're going to bring the skills players from the NHL in on a boat, they say. Really? Yeah, and they're going to do it like right in front of the Bellagio Fountains. So I'm assuming it's a portable rink they're putting there. So it's be pretty fun. Um. <laughs> All right, let's bounce around uh, college basketball real quick. I can't wait till this game goes off. Auburn. I, can, this can't, is, I this, can't with you today. This is how bad. I, I can't with you because of the amount of time left in the game. But this is what you do during your, your Puckster Domus no, parlays. No, no, I'll no. I'll be talking and your eyes will just be But I'm right there fixated. with you. I can multitask. See, that's what. I normally can. That's what a quarterback does. He makes a defense think he's throwing one way, then he throws the other way. Like, I can do that. You just kind of zoning out on me tonight. The Johnnies got this, man. Just relax. No, they don't. Uh, Auburn up 70 to 58 right now. They went off as six-point favorites against Alabama. The return of Chris Beard. Texas Tech trying to get their revenge against their former coach. They lead 58 to 49. Watching this Auburn team, and we're going to talk to Vinny Maiulo, top of the hour. Oh, yeah, I got some questions for Vinny. <laughs> and we've got, uh, we've got that prop play out there, right? about the grouping of teams, six different teams at the South Point that you could bet on in the futures market. Man, I watched this Auburn team. They're good. They're, they've got a lot of things going for them. They do. And not to say that they can't be beaten, because of course they certainly can be beaten. A lot of people will be willing to buy 30 to 1 tickets right now. Yeah. Uh, I would and say. they're not for sale. <laughs> no. Uh, they, they have the win over Kentucky, but... <laughs> Ty Ty Washington got hurt in that game, kind of changed the dynamic. They don't play Kentucky again this season. And you look at the remaining schedule, they've got a road trip to Tennessee. Um, you know, they, they're going to have a pretty, pretty nice resume uh, to look at heading into the NCAA tournament. And the SEC tournament will certainly be fascinating when you have Kentucky. But we were talking about Alabama. Trying to hang around. Auburn's pretty Just like good. that, Auburn just went up 16. And they're pretty good, man. And this was the matchup, Sean. What was it? Two weeks ago that we watched, and I said, okay, I'm betting Auburn. And that was the night we bet them. Oh. And that was the night. You're this right. was the night that the, the odds crashed on Auburn. Mm -hmm. Because it was 30-1. to 1. They had a big moment in Tuscaloosa, kind of before Alabama started to be this Jekyll and Hyde team. And they went into Tuscaloosa, and they won that game. They took their punches from Alabama, and they, they gave them right back, and they beat them by four as an underdog. So it's going to be – I love everything about Auburn. I do, too. I do, I'm too. not convinced that Bruce Pearl is, like, the guy would want on the sideline if we got to draw up, like, a last-second shot. But, I mean, he's done such a good job of putting his team together. They have depth on the front line, depth in the backcourt. He's not shoot. going anywhere now? They can dribble. And most importantly, they have a legit superstar in Jabari Smith. Yep. They are deep. Auburn looking the part tonight, taking care him. of business Jeremy against Roach Alabama. For Jabari Smith. <laughs> he ain't a point guard. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, we'll go behind the counter. Early Super Bowl action. Sean yelling at a bookmaker. That's all coming up top of the hour. Stick around. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.